Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit for All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss. And we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share. So let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Helper podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your hormone helper from Fit for All Fitness. I've personally coached over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. In this podcast, you will hear from me and, of course, my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss and even sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. So welcome to the podcast today where we are going to be talking about your exercise and whether it's hurting your hormones. But before we do that, this week's episode is brought to you by the 5'11 guy with headphones on. <laughs> ah, thought that I was going to promote something there, didn't you? You know, it's funny because when I listen to other podcasts, I can tell when a promotion's coming up because like that's when the script appears. You know, it's like a car commercial ad between channels. But honestly, I mean, I just never changed the channel. I feel like I'm always looking at how they pitch things really with such a short amount of time. Plus, I will admit I'm also too lazy to change the channel. That's that's a thing. And, you know, I feel like marketing has changed a long way since its conception. I remember when I was a kid, basically TV ads were like every 10 minutes, they would just kind of bombard you with information until like you begged your parents, like, give me that action figure. But now when I see and hear ads, I've kind of figured out like, they've understood that less is actually more. That if people want something, that they're gonna actively turn up the volume or they're gonna stop and write down what's being said instead of listening to the same thing a million times. What they call this in the marketing industry is kind of information overload. And it's actually a perfect example of the overload that we're gonna be talking about with training today because exercise and activity is overload. So let's talk about that possible workout overload and the workouts themselves. So are they hurting your hormones? Are they preventing you from seeing the weight coming off? Are they actually beneficial for your health? And is there a limit to what you should be doing for activity? So here's the short answer. Short answer is work out their structure damage. And if you're going to damage more than you repair and recover, you're going to break things eventually. That's the short answer. Structure damage. If you damage more than you recover, you're going to break it. When I'm hopping on discovery call with someone who wants to work with us, people don't waste any time telling me the first thing that they're doing to exercise and, and how they're moving a time throughout the week, right? That's everything that I feel like everyone wants to be proud of. They may be like, okay, I don't have my food on track. Maybe I don't have my life, my stressors in order or my sleep in order, but I'm exercising a ton. So they proceed to share with me literally every exercise bike they've ever owned they send me pictures of their step counter through the phone and then they go through every cardio class or personal trainer that they've ever worked with ultimately though the result ends up being the same their scale didn't move a pound they still feel like crap and they're using coffee just to scrape by during the day i'm not surprised 
I look at the rest of their routine and it's pretty much the same thing. 10 to 14 hour days, taking care of kids, working nonstop, sleeping, not even six hours and pretty much just eating on the fly or picking up a sandwich when they can. Here's the thing when it comes to training. It doesn't matter what kind of activity you're doing, cardio, strength, high-intensity interval training, Tabata, circuits, P90, a custom plan from your trainer, a $3 body beach workout that you found somewhere. It's all damage to your body. It is all doing damage to your body. And it's supposed to because here's why. In order for a muscle to grow, we need to push it past its current limit. With the eye damaging it, then we repair it with protein to make it stronger. That's how building muscle works. So let's say a muscle can lift four pounds. Okay, well, we'll put this kind of at a, at a really easy to understand level. So that means that basically there's four workers lifting a pound each. Okay, we put those workers under load and we really stress them out. And one of them eventually fails. They're like, hey, I'm too tired. I can't keep up. So the brain is like the boss. And then they tell the muscle, hey, listen, it's clear you need more guys. One of your guys failed. So we're going to strengthen your crew and we're going to give you one more. Simple. The muscle grows. It grows in density. It grows in size. And now that team has five workers. So from four to five. Now, for each worker that we add to the team, we're going to have to feed them accordingly. We got to give them lunch. So protein gets fed to each one. Once each worker eats, then the team rests for the day, and then they come back at the next day ready to go. So now all five workers shows up. They're clearly fed. The one guy who was tired wasn't tired anymore, and now they're ready to go. So in order to keep growing the team, in order to keep growing the muscle tissue, two things have to continue to happen. Number one, we need more protein to feed them for new crew members. And number two, we need to rest so that team can recover and come back at full. This is what we call structure damage in the industry. That's all that training is. It's the process of putting the muscle under load, damaging it to a point where the body says, hey, you need to get stronger in order to deal with this load. We recover properly, and then that muscle becomes stronger. So over periods of time, that can become better and better. So how can this hurt your hormones or how does it throw off your metabolism? Well, anything that damages the body or puts it under any type of stress triggers your hormone called cortisol. So cortisol is the manager of all your stress levels and it's made by your adrenal glands or two little glands that sit on top of your kidneys. So any type of physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, it covers and manages them all. So the body starts every day with the highest amount of cortisol and through the day, it becomes depleted by the things that we need to use that energy for. This includes your activity. So now if someone uses more cortisol than their body has for the day, that's when those stressors become too great and your body then has to try to pump out some temporary hormones to deal with this. If you keep doing this long-term, if you keep shorting the body of cortisol and you're forcing the body to make hormones on the spot, it leads to the adrenal glands, those glands that produce cortisol, to become very fatigued. They're like, listen, we, we can't put out the energy that you're asking for us anymore. 
So that means that your body is not going to make enough energy to tolerate those daily energy needs. That includes your daily energy needed for activity. So what starts to happen? Chronic fatigue, muscle shrinking, increased body fat, and poor muscle control. Those are just some of the signs that you can see when your cortisol is very stressed out and it's low. And that's because if your body is already under chronic stress, then stressing it out with even more physical activity begins to make those symptoms worse. Ultimately, what we call this in the industry is overtraining. You don't have to be an athlete to overtrain. As a matter of fact, athletes get quite a good deal of recovery and they have things that help recover. They do cryogenic chambers, their diet is on point, they're making sure that they're sleeping eight hours, they're doing nutrient transfusions, they're doing everything they can to keep your body in peak point. The people who have a lack of recovery tend to be execs and entrepreneurs who are working that high level life and moms at home because you're always shorting yourself. You're shorting yourself of sleep, you're trying to eat on the fly, you're cutting your lack of recovery down and that's why it starts to become worse. So ultimately, the issue is not the training. The issue is the recovery, why the recovery is so important. So here's why it's so important. Our sleep cycle isn't just so we can stare into the back of our eyelids and dream. When we sleep is when our body produces another hormone called melatonin and growth hormone. That's what repairs the tissues repairs the muscle damage and helps that protein build stronger muscles for the next day. Those are the people who feed the workers. So for this to happen, we need two things. We need enough sleep, which is enough time to feed those workers. I'm sorry, nobody can eat lunch in four minutes. And if your workers have been working throughout the day and you're shorting them a bunch of hours of sleep, they're being shorted on their sleep time. They're being shorted on the time that they can actually eat the nutrients. And then number two is the right amount of nutrients. So if someone is always under eating protein, if someone's always under eating carbs or under eating fats, that's where recovery tends to be an issue is mainly from what I see from people I'm speaking with is people who are in crash dieting and they've reduced their calories or someone has like a super high stress job, like you're burning more energy than you already have. And to reduce your calorie intake more means that you're going to be left with little to no energy to feed these workers that are inside your muscle. And that's where it starts to work against you. I feel like the weight loss industry has done a really good, good job. And by good job, I don't mean in a good way, but they've done a really good job in convincing people that they need to severely reduce their calorie intake or their carb intake in order for them to see changes in their weight or in their body. I want you guys to start thinking of it this way. How can those muscle workers grow and how can they produce more muscle if they're starving? They can't. Ask yourself this, because this is how I've always seen it, and it may seem extreme, but it is what it is. Do you want to run a slave shop in your body where workers die and get replaced with new ones? That sounds terrible. You wouldn't want that. It's not too healthy. It doesn't sound too healthy, does it? And that's essentially what we're doing. 
if we're starving our body from the recovery and we're over exercising and doing all of this damage to the muscle, but then we're not fueling it and we're not allowing our bodies to recover, that is when all of this is going to start running. We're putting those workers to the limit, to the limit, and they are going to pass away. They are going to reduce and then your body's going to feel even worse. So not only that, I think the corporate world too has also integrated kind of like a no work-life balance into the routines of pretty much everyone I've ever spoken to. Office workers, CEOs, it's, it's to the point where people actually feel guilty for like not staying late or for not taking days off. I can tell you this salary is the worst for this. If you have a salary job and you've been salaried from eight to five, you're done at five. They're not paying you for 7.30, 9.30, 11.30. They're not paying you for 6 a.m. And while it's okay to put in a little bit of overtime and to do that stuff, obviously, if you're passionate about the company you work for, they're really, really shortchanging you. And that's not mandatory. It's not okay. So what ends up happening is you burn the candle at both ends, and then you try your best. You try your best to work out, but you're doing even more damage because you're burning that candle even more. So personally... I prioritize really two things. One, my sleep, and two, my food over anything that I can do with my activity. My activity is an over and above. It's about burning more energy. It's about being able to make sure that I'm using the muscles to their limit, but I'm not looking to do my training to be the thing that provides the results for me. And I personally train only four days a week, and I cap it at 40 minutes for those workouts. You don't need seven days a week, two and a half hours each day. That's overkill. You just need to be consistent. Recovery and stress management is one of the main pillars that I focus on during our hormone reboot program. We have to make sure that our clients have proper nutrients into their diet. And we also have to make sure that we're helping them manage their sleep and their day schedule so that they're able to reduce the feelings of burnout and muscle fatigue. Then at that point, we start to take a look at their stressors and start to build a movement protocol that works with their body, not fight against them. And it's all done without reducing what they eat because you cannot continue to take away calories and shorten your rest time and think that by working out more, I'm doing better. More is not better. Everything in moderation is what we have to be practicing with our body. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean don't ever work out. No, working out is good for you. It's really, really beneficial. But you have to understand what you can tolerate for your body. If you're talking with naturopathic doctors, sometimes they tell people you can't be working out right now at all because your body's not making any hormone cortisol. So that initial question from do workouts damage your hormones, technically they do. They're always damaging it, but that's the point. It's structured damage. The idea is that you recover and you become stronger. So no overtraining, no overexercising, no adding in more. And that might be why you're not seeing results right now. Because maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, my job has me so overworked. I've been hitting the gym an extra 15 minutes a day every single day because I'm, I'm like I'm seeing my weight creep up a little bit. I'm trying to make sure I'm staying on point. And what you're finding is, is now the weight is coming up faster and you're feeling more exhausted. And now you're not feeling good after you work out. 
all of that are, are great indicators that your training is not benefiting you. Now, one thing I can say this is per someone who used to be a personal trainer in the past, I was always very aware of the capacity of what someone had, but not every coach is aware of your capacity. Or if you're working with someone right now that has basically built you out a plan and then is having you do it on your own, they aren't able to tell what capacity you're doing your training with. So it's time for you to judge. So here are some great ways. Checking your heart rate. Your heart rate for activity should be between 110 and 125. That's a good operating rate. That means you're putting in effort, but you're not really pushing yourself super hard. If your heart rate's at like 150 and it's 150 through the entire workout and you have to take chronic rest and you feel like you're going to vomit and throw up stop that's not normal that's not okay and that's when the workouts are essentially going to be greater damage to you than they're going to actually see the changes for you everything that you do for your body should be for your benefit activity for your benefit your heart health your muscular health to make sure that your muscles are strong it should never make you feel worse it should never make you feel tired you should never feel this point where you're like i'm really frustrated because i haven't seen progress if you're seeing those things well then you know you need to be able to seek that support and find that solution for that and like i said that's one of the things the recovery and the, of course, conditioning part we look at with our clients all the time, which is really, really huge. So it's a big one. I had a couple questions that I want you to ask yourself. Okay. Number one, are you sleeping more than six hours a day? Is your recovery time actually enough to feed those workers? Okay. So are you sleeping more than six hours a day? Second, do I have rest days where I get to charge my body? days where you're not moving, or maybe you're just going on light walks or days where you actually get to turn your brain off. Do you have rest days or rest periods that are through the day? Okay. The third one, are my work and my family stressors under control or are there underlying stressors that aren't being managed right now that are taking away from your energy? So write them down. What are the things that are still left on your plate? What are the things that are still bothering you? What are the things that you're trying to work on? Those are all stressors. So are they under control? Do you have action steps for those things? Do they put you in a place where you feel like you can control them or are they controlling you? And finally, do I feel better or worse after my activity? If you feel worse after your activity or if you're saying no to all of these questions, then you have to pick one of these and work on it for this week. I'm a big believer with my coaching to leave someone with a very easy action step. And I'm kind of going to challenge those of you listening to do this as well too. I want you to pick one of these and work on it for this week. So if you said no to any one of those questions, the questions you said no to, pick one of them and work on it for this week. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, 
why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site. We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, It'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.